Welcome to Soul Bodied. This is your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred space where we hold conversations on what it means to honor the fullness of our humanity and the expansiveness of our divinity. In this space, we embrace the complexities that are inherent in all of our experiences, welcoming in the messiness of all that we are as a pathway to knowing, embracing, and embodying the fullest expression of our soul in the human realm. We talk about leadership, embodiment, social change, psychology, spirituality, conscious business, quantum creation, politics, nature, movement and the body, relationships, building communities of true connection, and anything else that guides us deeper into leading from a place of wholeness and belonging within ourselves and with each other. Welcome back to Soul Bodied. This is your host, Anna Kinkela. And this week, we are diving into the topic of play and playfulness and why this energy is so important for you to invite into your everyday life. So I want to be honest with you and share that up until a year ago, I intellectually understood the benefits of, you know, inviting in play and playfulness into our everyday, just even from the perspective of, you know, inviting in more joy, right? Because when we're in the energy of play, inevitably we experience more joy. And you can see a beautiful example of that, seeing children play, right? Children are so good at making play their main job, and it should be their main job. And you can see on their faces that they access joy with such relative ease, and it's something that I always admire in children. And it's something that we often lose as adults, right? And so on an intellectual level, I always understood that play and playfulness was so important for my own joy. But I had a really hard time implementing it and embodying it in my life. And we're going to talk about why. And we're also going to talk about how to start to unravel some of these things that keep you from inviting in more play and playfulness. But to share my own story with this, um, one of the most common reflections that I received um, is that I'm very serious. (laughs) And so, you know, depending on whether you know me, you may or may not agree with that because I actually can tend to be very silly and I joke around a lot um, and I infuse humor into most of the things that I do. But just the way that I approach life, the way that I approach goals, my success, my business, um, my inner work is all very serious. I have a very serious energy. And it's because a lot of my personality, you know, if you look at my human design chart, um, I have this like 
intensity line in my chart, which means that one of the things that I really value and enjoy and grow from is having intensive experiences, whether that's, you know, in my relationships or in just how I lead my life. And that definitely has its downfalls. (laughs) And also, you know, it's one of the reasons my work can be so powerful energetically is because people feel pulled in by me into kind of this intense vortex and they receive a ton of transformation in the space because of that. Sometimes we need more intensity in order for us to break through an energetic barrier. So I would say that that's, you know, both a struggle of mine and it's also one of my greatest gifts, but this kind of seriousness and intensity about, things um, often really prevented me from accessing play and playfulness. And it was because I always felt like I didn't have time or like there were more important things to be done or I need to keep my eye on the prize and keep going, right? And so it really sucked out any play or playfulness from the space. (laughs) And I just want to talk about, you know, this energy and why it's so important and how it can actually open up your energy in really beautiful and necessary ways so that you can flow with the natural energy that's out there in the universe. And so that you can actually listen to your own internal guidance system at a really profound level. And playfulness is such a huge part of this. Play and curiosity are deeply interrelated. So, you know, if we are in a state of play, that means that we are curious And curiosity is one of the main energies that I really like to invite with all of my clients. Um, And that means as a leader, I like to invite curiosity into spaces. And I ask my clients to invite in curiosity when they are in relationship with themselves or others. There's so much constriction that happens when we tend to see ourselves or the world or another person in these black and white terms. And as human beings, we often do think in black and white because we want to be able to put things and people and concepts into compartments. Um, It's just a way of us organizing our world. And so when we're able to invite the energy of curiosity, it actually helps to open the door to deeper connection It opens the door to us um, giving ourselves more compassion and empathy, right? And that really allows the energy to shift within ourselves in relationship to others and in relationship to how we even see our possibilities, right? Curiosity creates choices, right? And when we have more choices, um, we actually experience more freedom, right? We have more room to create a pathway or to create an outcome that maybe previously our mind didn't think was available to us. And so that's really important for us in our healing journeys and our transformation in our life in general is that we really try to invite this energy of curiosity. And once you get into the energy of play, you naturally have access to a ton of curiosity. I mean, just even think about when you look at kids playing they have this natural curiosity about the world. And it's like play and curiosity are fueling one another in this state. And play and curiosity are what actually contribute to us getting into a state of flow, 
which I think we all want to experience because flow has a sense of ease and flow is also deep connection with yourself and with the energy that's within you and what you truly desire. And and so there's this, there's this overwhelming feeling of things are happening in alignment with me and in alignment with where I am desiring to go in flow. You are fully present in your experience. You're immersed in the moment. And when we are present in our experience, we also tend to be in a state of contentment and pleasure. Not always, but generally speaking, when we can be in the present moment, when we can really tune into our five senses and immerse ourselves in that space, there is greater access to pleasure. So in the energy of play, what's present is both curiosity and flow, which is why this energy is so, so important for your business, for your life, not just because it evokes joy and this level of contentment and groundedness in the moment, but also because it energetically opens you to things. One of the main struggles that I see with leaders, whether it's in their business or life, is that alignment gets to be really tough when we are seeing things from a very fixed perspective. And this is something we all do, right? We all have our attitudes. We all have our beliefs. We all have our ingrained and patterned ways of doing and being in our business and life. And When something isn't working, when we're not experiencing what we want to experience in our life or business, what's actually being asked of us is to open. The energetic state of being open allows us to receive what we need. And so whether we need to receive more clarity if we're stuck or whether we want to receive what we are actually trying to attract into our life, right? It's only through openness that we can receive. And when we're stuck in old patterns of doing and being that aren't fully in alignment and that aren't fully serving us, our energy is in so many ways closed, right? And so what I love to do is to invite the energy of play whenever I'm stuck creatively or whenever something's feeling off energetically in terms of Um, launching or, you know, in a relationship, I always like to step into the energy of play and do that with my body first, right? So I ask my body, what would feel playful for you right now? What would invite you into this energy? And it can mean going and dancing. It can mean going to a yoga class. Um, It can mean playing the drums, It can mean drawing something or writing creatively. It can mean going out for drinks with some friends and enjoying some wine and just allowing myself to laugh and connect with other people. So it can mean a lot of different things depending on what kind of energy I'm in or what my body is communicating to me. But we're really breaking up the energy of trying to figure something out or trying to do things the way that we've been doing them. And we invite the energy of like, what actually just makes me feel good right now? What makes me um, feel in my joy? What makes me in touch with the sensation of pleasure? Pleasure and play are so interrelated, right? And the act of play allows me to get back into my body. 
whenever you're stuck in something or whenever something is not working in your business or you're not feeling the way you want to feel in your life, it's always a matter of getting out of your head and into your body. Your mind isn't going to give you any new answers. You know what I mean? Because whatever you're asking of the mind, it's usually operating from the perspective of an ego part within you, right? And we just don't usually recognize the ego part that's playing out in the background. And approaching it with our logical mind or intellectual mind can only go so far. What I always like to stress is that our logical intellectual mind is a beautiful helper, But if we don't have the energy flowing through us already, it's going to be really hard for us to partner with the logical mind. The logical mind will take over and we'll put the lens of limitation over the things that we are creating or doing instead of first inviting the natural flow and then creating structure around it once there's flow coming in. It's kind of like Um, The analogy, if you think about a river, right, if you are looking at a river that's flowing through a valley, you you won't know where to like build a wall to protect houses from flooding if you can't even see the river, right? Because literally you have to see where the flow of the river is in order to where in order to know where to build the structure. So the same is true of anything that we're doing or creating in our life. We want to have flow inside of our body first, and then we can know where to invite the intellectual mind, the logical mind to help support the flow that is coming in. The flow is literally what gives you direction. So in this way, Play and playfulness is really an expression of the divine in action, right? Playing from really tuning into what feels good to you, where your body is leading you, is how the divine is wanting to be expressed from you in the moment. And it helps you actually interact with the energy of the divine in a lot of different ways, right? Like painting can be an expression of the divine. Playing on the drums can be an expression of the divine or a way for you to connect with the divine energy. Play is an expression of the divine. Being in your joy is embodying the divine. We don't have to access the divine from all of these really formal channels, right? We don't have to always sit in ceremony. We don't always have to meditate, We don't have to do it from this serious lens that the divine is actually inviting us into this ecstatic union with it. And the ecstatic union that happens, the way that we get to that space is actually through the place of play, through the space of interacting with other people, other things, other energies around us. And that really creates that opening, that exploration It's really in states of play that I have the most inspiration, where I receive the most beautiful and profound downloads, where I learn something about myself or about the things around me that inform the way that I move in the world. Joy and play open us up to understanding why we're actually here 
and reconnecting us to our purpose. And I want to talk about this a little bit because I think there's a lot of ways to talk about our purpose. Um, I'm thinking of a story where I had a previous therapy client ask me in session something along the lines of, I know that this is a totally cliche question, but I'm curious to know what you think the meaning of life is. Like, why are we all here? And I think that there's, you know, lots of answers to this question. And I don't know that any of them would be wrong or right. But in my opinion, what it all comes down to is joy. That the meaning of our life is to experience joy. And there's many pathways to joy. Um, We can experience joy through love. Um, We can experience joy through play. And we can experience joy through the work that we do in the world, right? Hopefully the work that you do in the world does evoke a sense of joy for you. So that our common purpose is to live in joy. Even the word enjoy has joy in it, right? That we're really here to, to seek out joy. And so the premise of play is that it opens you up to the experience of joy. So play is the action and joy is the result. And sometimes we don't even maybe know what feels joyful until we allow ourselves to come into a state of play. And that's where we find the joy. Yeah. And in that way, this is actually a lot of what drives our business forward. If you are in business for yourself, then one of the things that I often tell my clients is you really need to be in connection with your purpose, with why you are here doing this work. And it's easy for us to lose our way in that. It's easy for us to get buried in you know, all the tasks, all of the income goals, all of the obligations that a business brings. And for us to reconnect with our purpose, to me, means for us to reconnect with the joy. And that play is the action that will always lead us to the joy. Because it's not like I can tell someone, hey, go and feel joy. Often when we feel stuck somewhere in a certain area in our life, we're actually a little bit stumped to feel joy in that area. So instead, the invitation is, what is going to make you feel playful right now? What is going to invite a sense of openness for you right now? And to start with the body and just ask it that simple question, how do I want to play today? And that will help you shift into that state really naturally. So what I might encourage you to do is to look at All of the different areas of your life, whether it's like relationships, business, career, you know, friendships, love, however, health, right, whatever categories you want to put and to notice where there's a lot of constriction happening, where there's a lot of stress, where there's kind of like a fight or flight response in your body, where you just kind of close up. 
And whatever area of your life it is or areas, because most of us have multiple areas where this is happening, I want you to ask yourself, how can I invite more play into this area of my life? So for me, this past year has actually been all about inviting more play into my relationships. And I mean, intimate relationships, friendships, all of it. Um, Because one of the things that I was finding was that I was actually feeling really disconnected from community. Um, I was taking my intimate relationships way, way too seriously. And by, I don't mean commitment wise, but I felt very constricted in my intimate relationships and like there wasn't a lot of pleasure and joy there. So my invitation was to just come into play without having to attach to a certain outcome and to just invite myself to be in the present moment and to ask myself what would actually feel good in my body right now? What am I curious about right now? Where do I want to take my body right now? And this kind of playfulness then has opened up so many connections. You know, I've been able to interact with more people because instead of focusing on the fact that I'm really anxious about what people are going to think about me in a certain social situation, I've allowed my body to actually lead me into social situations that have felt aligned and to lead me towards people that I energetically felt attracted to talk to. And this has really opened up so much for me in my friendships, in my partnerships, in my intimate relationships to where things just happen organically, right? Instead of trying to think really hard about how to make something happen, how to invite something into my life, I'm just allowing myself to play in that area and set specific intentions around what I want to receive And the universe provides me with opportunities, right? And this is what it actually means to flow. It's to allow ourselves to be led, but with intention, right? We set the intention. We set the container. There's something you wish to receive. And then you open through the action of play, through being in playful energy. I also did this when I was traveling recently to Singapore, Instead of making really concrete plans or things that I wanted to do, um, one of the things that I just allowed myself to step into is the energy of getting lost, like being playful, following my following my joy, following my intuition, following where my body wanted to go. And I ended up having the most amazingly expansive time in Singapore, meeting new people, um, seeing beautiful artwork you know, just experiencing really spontaneous events that I never would have experienced if I was very regulated and structured about my time there. And it was only through inviting this play and then creating certain structures like I needed to work, you know, three hours a day. So I would allow myself to go and play for a couple of hours and then I would bring myself back and do some work. And then I went out to play again, right? And so that there was like this beautiful flow that I just created by following my own intuition and by inviting myself into the energy of play without it having to mean anything or without it having to have a certain specific kind of result, but just this energy of openness in the space. And this does really allow you to not take things so seriously because really life doesn't have to be super serious and neither does business. 
You know, there's certain things we have to do in life. There's certain things we have to do in business and we have enough of that. What we don't have enough of is play. So, you know, my bet is that we could all use more play, that there is really not such a thing as being too playful. As adults, we are pretty programmed to show up very seriously and to drive ourselves to towards our goals. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're probably doing that very well already. And the challenge or the invitation is always, how can I actually play more? The beautiful part of being playful is that it opens you up to just experiencing how supported you really are. What I've found is that by opening up my energy through play, I've been able to see so much synchronicity and I've been able to really witness how the universe is always sending me messages and sending me support and really meeting my needs. Um, for me, you know, I, I meditate every day. I tune into the feeling states that I want to experience. And whenever I take myself away from the energy of play, I experience less of those emotions because my energy is not usually open enough to receive them as easily as I would like, right? But when I practice play, then the energies come into me so much more easily. They just flow in. So whether it's through dance or whether it's just allowing myself to wander if that feels right or, you know, to go on a shopping trip and, um, you know, to play the drum or whatever it might be, right, that this natural state of abundance just really settles into my body with so much more ease. This natural state of love and connection is naturally welcomed into my space. I don't have to go searching for it. I don't have to try hard in order to get there. I just get to follow my joy and I just get to play. And that is really the best way to receive anything, right? We always have this belief that we have to work hard, do all these hard things in order to get the things that we really want. And I don't think that that's actually true. I don't think we have to. That is definitely an approach we can take and we can get certain things that we want in our life. But what if you can get the same things, but through a different energy that actually invites more joy in for you? What would it be like for it not to be so hard? What would it be like to make more connection with people without having to work hard to search them out or to meet other people. A great example of this is dating. You know, one of the things that I hear most often is how hard dating is these days. And I've certainly talked about that myself because um, I had this belief that dating was super hard. And it's because I was approaching it like a task, like, oh, I have to schedule all of these dates with people and I'm going to be exhausted and, you know, I don't like small talk, so I'm going to have to small talk with all of these people. I have to get on this app and talk to 20 people at once and see if I'm even interested in meeting them, right? Do you see how the mind creates all of these obstacles and all of these barriers to actually feeling joy in the space? And so instead... You know, one of the things that I've invited myself into is non-attachment and that I get to just seek out connection through the energy of play and create an open energy with it, that it 
doesn't have to me even be going online, that if I'm playing, I'm in the energetics of being open and being in my abundance, being in my joy. And that through that state, I just get to attract different kinds of people who may or may not be people that I would date, but who are some type of connection. And that this makes connection pleasurable for me. And that's really what I truly care about. Sometimes when we hold on to a goal so intensely with that like gripping energy, it really blocks us from receiving it. So inviting playfulness into those places where we are gripping on really tight to a goal can actually have the most beneficial effect in your life and in your business, whether it's an income goal, whether it's you having a relationship, a family, whatever it might be. So whenever I'm feeling constriction around anything, stress, anxiety, I ask myself, how can I play here? How can I play here? Also, this does not have to take a long time. Um, I'll often get the feedback that I don't have time to play. You know, I don't have time for this. And the thing is, number one, creating time for play actually makes you more productive. And I have tested this out multiple times. I've seen it with my clients that when we are, you know, sitting down and trying to create something or write something and it's just not flowing, that the best way for us to actually open up the energy is to play. And it doesn't have to be for a long time. It can be for half an hour or even less than that. Um, Sometimes for me, all it takes is putting on a Taylor Swift song. And yes, I do love Taylor Swift. Um, And I put on a Taylor Swift song that makes me feel playful. I feel like her songs are very playful. And I dance to it. I let my body move and reside in the energy. And then from that space, I get to decide, you know, whether I want to continue doing the task I was doing, whether I feel inspired enough, or whether I need to continue playing in some way and following my joy. So you know, there's so many ways that you can infuse play in little snippets and little chunks that will help your body feel it, but that don't require you to, you know, go somewhere for three hours if that's not what you can do that day. And at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that in the beginning, even though I knew that play was something that would be really helpful for me to invite into my life. I had a lot of obstacles internally to inviting that energy in. And so I want to spend some time talking about that. For me, um, you know, play and playfulness have always been nice, quote unquote, to have. But what was driving a lot of my life and a lot of my business was my perfectionist Um, my inner critic, and this responsible part of me. And so it was this idea of what it really meant to be an adult first. There was actually a lot of um, guilt and shame around playing or receiving pleasure because I hadn't yet achieved what I set out to achieve. In other words, it was a way of me taking something pleasurable away from myself Um, as a form of punishment for not being where I quote unquote should be. Now, even as I say that out loud, I'm a little bit like, ouch, like that is harsh, right? And the truth is, is that 
most of us actually live from this paradigm because um, there's so much in our culture that says you only deserve this if you work really hard, then you can receive the reward, right? And you cannot reward yourself until you've proved yourself in some way. And this is monumentally screwed up, right? This mentality, um, because it really cuts us off from feeling pleasure in our lives, from feeling joy, and from really recognizing that this is our birthright. It's our birthright to experience pleasure and joy. Um, It's our birthright to play, to, um, to experience the beautiful things that life has to offer. We don't have to work hard in order to be able to access it, right? We don't have to deserve it. Um, and it's this worthiness paradigm. You're not worthy unless you have a family or a car or um, are making 100K or more per year or, you know, whatever the equation is. So there's this always this question of, do I do, do I really deserve this? And that was happening very unconsciously for me. And it plays out really unconsciously for my clients. It's just in the water. It's in the water of our culture and how most of us have been raised in the world. Um, Because there is definitely this paradigm of you have to work hard before you can get anything. There's also this paradigm of if you work hard for 50 years, then you can enjoy your life when you're in retirement, right? And a lot, like my parents, for instance, definitely grew up with that. And that's a lot of what many of us have grown up with. And so it requires us to really shift the way that we understand what's available to us, truly. Um, Do we have to work hard? I think it's more about working smart. It's not that you're not working. It's that you're working smart. You're working in alignment with your energy and with yourself versus driving yourself into the ground. And part of working smart and working in alignment is inviting play and joy. Play allows you to get into alignment with yourself. It opens you up to discovering what's inside of you. When we play, we do discover the world in another way. You know, one of the main ways that children actually process things is through play. And we are the same way. You know, we actually can process things through the act of playing And that this is such a crucial component of letting something work through our body, of being able to receive a different perspective. Um, So nonverbal ways of interacting with the world and with each other hold immense power to transform us. Sometimes we don't need to talk about everything. Like, yes, I encourage communication and to talk with each other as much as we can and You know, if we are in a particularly um, tense space in our relationship, you know, maybe there's space to say, okay, I know we need to talk about this. I know I need to figure this out. And I'm wondering if we can just play together right now. Something that takes us away from communicating and over-talking, over-thinking, and that just gets us into our joy together. You would be surprised at how much opens up in that space. And then you can come back together and have a conversation that might look very different from where you started. So to go back to the obstacles, 
Um, I think the biggest obstacle is really giving ourselves pleasure or receiving pleasure. And this is particularly, particularly difficult for women. I want to stress how important it is for us to recognize the deep shame that can be present for women when it comes to allowing themselves to receive pleasure. And this is sexually, but this is in all ways. You know, pleasure comes in a lot of different forms. And I see women actually feeling super guilty about receiving any type of pleasure. And that can mean, um, I sometimes see it show up as mom guilt. Um, If you have kids that you know, you shouldn't be enjoying yourself or doing these things for yourself. Um, if you know, your children aren't with you or even wanting to have play experiences outside of being with your children that can cause a lot of tension in that space alone. And so there's all of these ways that, you know, we actually block ourselves from receiving pleasure, all of these ways that we don't think that we deserve playtime, um, And those are really important to look at. So I would really encourage you to look at your beliefs around the balance of play and work. And when are you allowed to play? When are you allowed to receive pleasure? And when are you not? What are, you know, the the beliefs that lead your life? And again, these are these things are probably going to be super unconscious. But I would invite you to look at how you are approaching your work throughout the day. And if you think about taking a break and just doing something fun, what's the first thought that comes to mind? Oh, I need to work harder because I haven't achieved this goal or I don't deserve this yet. I'm not worthy of this yet. Um, I need to keep going. Like what, what comes up for you? What dialogue comes up? And which part of you is that? Which part of you is telling you that message and where does it come from? And then you'll start to really shift the paradigm. You'll start to shift the story. You can invite yourself to look at things a different way. You can invite yourself to maybe play for a limited amount of time and just see what that feels like and see what kind of effect that has on your day and on the work that you do and the quality of work that you do. When I play, the quality of the work that I do is so much better and I'm so much more focused. I can't even tell you. I even did that today with recording this podcast. Um, I was having a lot of resistance to sitting down and doing it. And instead of continuing to struggle through it and record it bit by bit over like a five hour period, um, I decided to have a dance party. And then I decided to go and eat something really nutritious that felt good in my body. And all of that together took me about an hour and a half. And then I am about to finish this podcast. And it took me like 45 minutes versus three hours that it usually takes when I'm forcing myself and pushing myself. So that's just an example of um, how it can manifest creatively in your work. And how it can actually increase your performance. If you really want to look at it from a performance and achievement lens, I find that play actually does increase your performance. And then the other piece that I would investigate is the shame part. Um, Shame is a really powerful emotion. When people feel shame, um, it really quickly puts them back in the box that they wanted to come out of. 
And so this definitely relates to pleasure and plan pleasure are so interrelated. And so, you know, shame can show up around the body. Shame can show up around sexuality. Um, shame can show up around our work. It shows up everywhere. Shame show, shows up in our relationships. And so that is something that I would also track. Where is shame coming up for me? And what is the shame really about? Um, what shoulds am I living from? How have I um, been told that I shouldn't receive or that I don't have the right to receive, that I'm not worthy of receiving something? And that will quickly lead you to understanding what paradigm you're operating from and where that paradigm comes from. Shame is such a powerful emotion for us to work with within ourselves because once we learn how to sit with and alchemize any shame that arises, then the portals really open. Um, We open our body up to receiving even more because the shame isn't blocking it. For me, so much of the process for the past year has really been acknowledging that what I had been doing wasn't working very well for me. Um, because one of the things that I know to be true is that when I'm not in connection, when I'm not in joy, that my creativity really falls flat and my creativity impacts my business in all of the ways. And so for me, that was a huge motivator, um, that if I wanted to achieve what I wanted to achieve in my business, I really had to allow myself to be in the best creative space that I can be in. Um, not to mention the fact that when I'm in my joy, when my cup is full, when I'm open energetically in all of these ways, that um, the work that I do with my clients is actually even better um, because I am able to approach them from a deeper space of connection. One of the things that I see that tends to happen when we aren't accessing these states within ourselves when we're not playing is that our heart is also not as open. And we actually do have a lot more trouble connecting with ourselves and with other people. And so for me, it was also a matter of I want to be able to connect with people more. I want to be able to connect with my clients more because that is what helps others as well. And so sometimes from this like caretaker role where we're so concerned about where we're feeling guilty that we have all this play and that maybe that we're not including our kids or our partner or whatever the scenario is that we can really invite ourselves back into the, the place of knowing that if we engage in play, if we give ourselves these things that we are going to be able to show up that much more powerfully for the people in our lives. Um, Because when we feel joy, we spread joy to other people. Yeah. And so initially for me, really the motivation was my business and other people. (laughs) And um, it was in alignment with the paradigm that I held, which is um, I can be good enough if I show up for other people, right? That I prove my worthiness through how much I give of myself to my business and to other people. But it was a little bit of a trick to get me into actually integrating this more and meeting my own needs more. And once I began to really invite play and playfulness, I found how much my heart actually needed it and how much I deserved it. 
just for being a human being on this earth and that it was my birthright to be able to access this space within myself. And it led me back to a deep, deeper space of worth within me. And now I do it to meet my own needs. And yes, that helps everything else in my life as kind of a secondary wave that comes from that. But what's most important for me is to honor myself. And um, whatever works for you, you know, you just have to find the motivation that is going to drive you to start to implement little steps bit by bit. And those things will help you to build on it more and more once you start to see the energetic ripple effects of that in your life. And honestly, being in a state of play and allowing yourself to bask in that energy, you would not believe how much your entire energetic container is affected by that. It's been really interesting for me to observe the times where I haven't played, where I haven't accessed that energy and how other people relate to me. It's like my energy becomes more expansive and more radiant. People get more attracted into my orbit when I'm playful because what I'm showing up with in relationship is not these rules and regulations and this tightness and this desire to control, but I'm showing up open and willing, and that attracts people in. People want to feel like they can be who they are, and playfulness invites the opening for them to just show up in the space how they want to show up in the space without them needing to be something for you. And, you know, I'm not saying that this happens in every single instance, but, you know, we all show up with our, with our expectations, with the ways that we want someone to be. And when we can be playful, which helps invite curiosity, then we allow people to reveal themselves to us. And that's a powerful thing. Like, just think about what is it like for you to reveal yourself to someone instead of for you to walk in and feel like you have to be something to someone. And a lot of this comes from our own internal like stories, right? When we feel that way, when we feel like we have to show up a certain way with someone. And when someone's energy is more playful and open, there's like this beautiful invitation in the space for someone to just reveal themselves and for it not to have to be any certain way. Um, So what I've found that on the days where I'm engaging with this energy, I'm finding myself connecting so differently with people versus on the days where I'm more embedded in my paradigms and, um, you know, the patterning of what I think I should be doing or how I think I should be showing up. And it's not that I'm not connecting with people, but there's just this like effortlessness that happens in the space and people feel more pulled towards me when I am in this playful energy. So it's, it's interesting even to consider that, um, just from like a client attraction perspective. Um, you know, if you're attracting a love relationship into your life, um, if you're trying to shift the relationship with someone in your life, if you're 
really trying to approach your business from a different lens and feel good in your business. It, it just shifts the energy of things. And so there's so much more radiance that is present in your body when you allow yourself to soak in that energy on a daily basis. It becomes embedded in your cells and um, your perspective on life just starts to change. And it's a really beautiful thing. I would love to hear from you on how you either already integrate play and playfulness into your life and business or how you plan to integrate play or playfulness into your life and business. Um, because I always find it inspirational and fun to, um, to learn about how we all access these states of being. It can look so different across the board. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate your attention and time. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, I would love for you to leave us a review, a written review on iTunes that helps other people to find us. And I wanted to also let you know about a beautiful offering that I have um, that's available at the end of February. So I am traveling to the U.S. at the end of February, and I'm going to be in New York for about a week. And I have one spot available for an intensive one-on-one immersion experience. And so this is a container. It's an individual container that we co-create together. And we do a lot of work as it relates to your embodiment in your business or in your life. So this experience is really best for someone who perhaps is going through some kind of transition um, or you are lacking in clarity, feeling confusion, just a lot of um, fogginess in your head. Or you're feeling this disconnection between what you know to be true about yourself and what you feel actually in your body to be true about yourself or about your possibilities, right? So there's this kind of disconnect between the thinking and the feeling state, because this is really where embodiment happens, right? When we align the thinking and the feeling. These immersions are really huge accelerators of transformation. So we spend two days together. And we do a lot of healing and expanding. And I really integrate a mixture of neuroscience, psychology. Um, I integrate quantum physics into the work. I integrate somatics. It's a very holistic and integrative approach. And what we're doing is we're working with your nervous system. So we're working with a lot of beliefs and paradigms that you hold to be true, even if you know that maybe they're not true, but they're in your body. And we work to shift them energetically and anchor you into the future self that you're walking into. So there's going to be a lot of body-based, a lot of body-mind-based interventions. And it's really nurturing, really beautiful. And we'll also have so much time to do a lot of play and pleasure because that is a lot of the way that we integrate things into our body as well. Um, So it's such a special experience and I only have one spot for it. So if you are someone who is interested in this, please go ahead and send me an email at Anna at AnnaKinkela.com and let's explore it together and see how we can co-create a beautiful experience. Thank you again for tuning in and I will see you next time.